hiatus. The bad boys of magic are back with another episode of Memory Lapse where we would like to... To, to, fuck. Never mind. Forget it. Let's start <laughs> it. Uh, no, we're starting it right here. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know. Good job, Tim. <laughs> I don't think you... Uh... I didn't actually think about it. I Good just job. Went. Good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, with D&D, this is not. So you don't really have anywhere to go. Um, hi, this is the Memory Lapse Podcast. Uh, I am Tim. I'm Jinji. And I'm Tyson. Okay, uh, just before we start, I want to let you folks know that we now have an email, so you can uh, send us messages and we will check it before recording. Uh, it is memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com, all one word. And um, what are we talking about today, fellas? Uh, today we're talking about great things, oh, like, like lore and Eldrazi's and why the <laughs> fuck is Emrakul on Innistrad? Yeah, I thought you said great things, and then you rolled in with yeah, that shit. Yeah, you said great things, great things and Aldrazi are not great. So, I mean, <laughs> to, to start off with, I did call that it was going to be Emrakul. I mean, to be Ding! honest... To be honest... Shut your mouth. <laughs> to be honest, though, it was like it was written in the wall. Like, all the clues. It's like the, the, the Ugin's Insight thing, which I don't even actually understand the Tamiyo's journal clues. Like, I tried to figure it out. I read yeah, everything. No, so, no, it, if you take, like, it's... Something involving a certain it, word on a handful of the clues. It says they came as three, yeah, which yes. is the flavor text of Ugin's insight. Yes, that yes. I understood, but I didn't understand how that conclusion was got to. Apparently, Tamiya's journal printings have different numbers on them. No, the the clue the clue tokens. Okay, they each had like different flavor texts. Right. Yeah, and like so, each art had a different one, and you lined them up in a specific order, and they came, and it says they came as three in a certain spot. Okay. That's like it involves something towards the end of it. It's like the third from last yeah. one in each one or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't really decipher it. Like I tried and I just couldn't. I found it, but it's not something that's super intuitive and user friendly. No, so yeah. I kind of just like blot it. Yeah, I mean, I just figured Eldritch Moon. Whenever you think of you know Eldritch beings, you think of flying spaghetti monsters, and then you just <laughs> jump to Emrakul. Yeah, so I kind of, I, I kind of figured that was gonna happen. I mean, I was hoping for uh, an Eldrazi planeswalker Emrakul, but uh... okay. So I've had this discussion a handful of times before. Eldrazi's planeswalk, but they're not planeswalkers. That was a setup, by the they way. He actually asked me to do be, that. Yeah, it, he's it's, he's faking the indignance right now. now it's go been ahead. gone over a handful of times. <laughs> you and Nicole wanted to fucking do this bullshit, so here it is, alright? To be honest, so strap whole, it, folks. This was the whole basis for the podcast. Just having him fucking rant and rave about yeah, this. So, so strap it, because Eldrazi's <laughs> planeswalk, but they're not planeswalkers. Like, you know, you and I playing the game, or Jace, or Nahiri, or whatever. But they, I thought you said Nahiri was an Eldrazi planeswalker. She sort of is. She's a planeswalker that brings Eldrazi's. So, like, she's technically an Eldrazi planeswalker because she she's aligned them with them. Away. I mean, the originally. First time. Tell me exactly. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, she locked him away. By the way, Abrical, can you do me a favor? Kind of mad at Soren. I need you to destroy his plane for me, real quick. So this is why Emrakul's on Innistrad, <laughs> Nahiri's Revenge. We now know what Nahiri's the so Harbinger So that's of. why she's go so good well, and modern with Emrakul. Yeah, she's the Harbinger of the End. Emrakul's the End. The Promised End. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Jesus Christ. So for anybody that is not super familiar on Eldrazi lore, <laughs> basically, Soren, Ugin, and Nahiri 
joined forces and locked these these three fuckers away on Zendikar originally. And who were the three fuckers? Because we've only talked about Emrakul. Emrakul, Ulamog, and Kozilek. Yes. So Mm -hmm. then, later on down the road, after these three locked these guys away, they were let loose unintentionally by a handful of planeswalkers as well. If memory serves correctly, it was Chandra, Nyssa, and Jace that ended up unleashing them. Like, each one released, uh, effectively unleashed one, respectively. Like, they didn't do it on purpose, but they did it, so they kind of got fucked with it. Which I think is part of why they decided to be part of the uh, Gatewatch to help solve their problem that they made. Which just pissed off Ugin in the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who wasn't alive when they released them, but there's that whole funky time travel thing that happened in cons where Sarkin went back in time and then Ugin's around again. So, like, we've got a couple things here that are like, (laughs) Long story short, don't mess with flying spaghetti monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please don't. Don't play them in anything either. Just stop that. Stop it all. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've already killed Ulamog and Kozlik. We'll fuck you up, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I wish, like... It's, again, where we talk about how the lore is very much ignored by the game players. It's like, Ulamog and Kozilek are dead. Stop playing them. Fuck that shit. I would, love to see, I would love to see new Ulamog go away. Yeah. I so, unfortunately, would. that's not going to happen because they're really, really good cards. And yeah. nobody cares if they're dead. Actually, Ulamog's a really, really good card. Yeah. Kozilek's kind of okay. Emrakul is... <laughs> well, new Kozilek. Yeah. yeah, like, New Emrakul is hands down the worst one of the three, in my opinion, but it's got the 13s going on for it, and I do love me some 13, Yeah, it's a 13 for 13, 13, which I did find funny about its mana cost, and I'm glad, glad you brought this up. Oath of the Gatewatch made it such a big deal. Oh, we're going to introduce Waste, so that it's more of a challenge to cast the Hodrazi spells. And then they're like, hey, every land that had a colorless cost is now Waste. And threw all that bullshit out the fucking window. <laughs> so, you know, you know what Emrakul's cost doesn't have? Wastes! Colorless mana I symbols. Mean, it it oh, would have been fuck. nice for him to have, like, an activated ability or something. Oh, at that point. fucking Emrakul? Yeah. Why should he need an activated ability? I mean, she takes her opponent's next turn. Yeah. And then gives another one to him afterwards because she felt bad for it. Which, you know, <laughs> modern implications of playing Ugin's Nexus with Emrakul, so... You steal their turn and then skip their next turn. <laughs> and I feel like that's going to be more of a thing in EDH than uh, modern. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely would have to deal with EDH. Well, I mean, it's an eternal format thing, whether it's in any of them. But whatever so, Emrakul's played in, that might be a companion card to think about. So anyhow, we want to go over some of the lore. And like a couple of the possibilities that were brought up on what could have happened. God forbid we not have a goddamn Eldrazi in a format. Yeah, like let's. I'm just gonna bring up something that I just. Yeah, I'm just gonna bring up something that I I like kind of sniffed out because I was curious. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we know that the one set that the Eldrazi were in before this were Rise from the Eldrazi, right? Yeah. And I found that you know that was before the whole uh, Devoid thing, before mm-hmm. you know colors were colorless at the same time. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. And there were 19 Eldrazi in Rise from the Eldrazi, the fucking set they were in. I can only tell you three of them because the rest of them are trash and nobody cares. And I think what was the number? 121 have been released in something like total that. since. So over a hundred of them are from Battle for Zendikar and Oath of the Gatewatch. No, I mean, it's where they became more focused on. Like, Ulamog and Kozlik have been left to run amok 
Uh, Emrakul was there for a bit, but she went away. So, like, some of her brood were still around. Something so, like, this is was... after they had time to actually, like, do stuff. They weren't just like, hey, we're here. It was and like, hey, we're, gone. we're here, and nobody's taking care of us. So, we're going to bring our own crew to deal with this shit. So, the question I honestly have here is... Does wizards ever test the interactions of things that don't actually go to, like, don't go together clan-wise? Because I feel like they just looked at the Eldrazi and said, Oh, well, they're just going to build decks that are solid Eldrazi. They're not going to have things like explosive vegetation or Nyssa or ton the tons of ramping that this game has to throw out their Ulamog's turn five. I mean, to be fair, that's the only thing that makes Eldrazi scary is if you play him in green. Yeah. yeah. Well, still, <laughs> green's scary enough after dragons. Oh, no, it's not. Green's you, terrible. Oh, you, you say that. You shut your mouth. Because right. Why they, is green so good? Well, green in dragons, we got stuff like Death Mist Raptor, which doesn't really come around anymore, but we Den still protector. have Den Protector, which unless you counter it when it comes in, it's doing its thing because you can't interact with Morph at all. So it's always a five drop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Nissa, which... Is ridiculously good. Uh, Nissa Vastwood Seer I know is good. Voice uh, of Zendikar seeing play now, but I don't actually know why. I need to reread that card. Uh, yeah. And uh, then we have things like Collected Company, which I don't think I have to explain that, because if you play Magic, you know what Collected Company or is. Right, to be fair, podcast. that card's not really green. It's just got a forest and it's mana cost. That's green. <laughs> and then there's Sylvan Advocate, which, you know, Sylvan Advocate... Yeah, I mean, Vigilant Tarmogoyf, that's balanced. <laughs> yeah. Tarmogoyf yeah. is a blue card, so is Sylvan Advocate. And then there's Gaia's Revenge, yeah, which really. people are starting to come around to. And yeah, yeah, but that card rotates soon, and you just make them sacrifice yeah, a dude. Well, so does most down. of the other stuff with uh, the dragons, so dragons yeah. and origins. So fortunately, we only have a little while longer to deal with these Eldrazi ramp decks in standard. Modern, however... <laughs> Well, I mean, they they kind of nip that them. in the... Huh? Nobody actually plays the Eldrazi plays ramp. They play freaking the Yeah, they just Eldrazi play the Nihiri Control. Right. Yeah. Or they do that. Yeah. They, or, you know, there are two-man Eldrazi lands, which yeah. we went over in another episode. Yeah, so all that's kind of nipped in the butt a little bit, at least. They, they stem the bleeding, but the problem is probably still going to be there in the future. All right, so do we get to talk about all the other cool stuff that could have happened instead of Emrakul being on Innistrad? Uh, fine, we'll, we'll spend a couple minutes talking about the has-beens. A couple and minutes, it's going to be like an hour with him. <laughs> I know, because he just wants to talk about the part where he's wrong. Though, to be honest, it could be here. It, okay. it may actually happen. We might get Garuk and Lily. We okay. might get it. So there's, there's two relevant theories that I want to talk about. Okay. So, um, the silver on Innistrad. You know, what's another plane that has silver? Uh, let's look at Meriden for a second. Ooh. A couple cards in Innistrad reference the great work. Yeah. Which, you know, is what the Phyrexians were basically calling their task to make everybody Phyrexian. Emrakul's a Phyrexian. He's a phony. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm is not Frexian. We don't need Frexian Eldrazi. It's, it's no, 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 no. It's not actually. No, no, it is Emrakul. If, if you've read the first chapter of the lore, but you can Frexian Metamorph and Eldrazi. You can. Yes, ah. but again, that's a thing with interactions and cards, I, and not actual in story. You know, the thing that players like to ignore. So anyhow, that'd be great. So there's this giant silver, like silver is super important on Innistrad. So, Karn, Silver Golem. Mm, mm, oh, yeah, mm. yeah. So, like, Karn's a planeswalker, right? He can, can go places. You're stepping in. Yeah, he can yeah, go places. Whoa. So, maybe he, at some point in time, you know, planeswalked to Innistrad and would have dropped a bit of Phyrexian oil. And that was the taint of the moon that nobody could really figure out what that spot was that never seems to change. 
Is would that does that make sense? Like, is that something that would actually? What the Karn could have been on Innistrad's moon and Innistrad and brought Phyrexian oil, and that could have been the madness. Karn's not dead. No, Karn's not dead. Karn's one hundred percent alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So like you know that's a that's one theory um, that could have happened on like what this madness could have been instead of just. Amrakul's here, making everybody go batshit insane. By the way, H.P. Lovecraft, we love your work. Don't sue us. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, whenever I heard it was the Eldritch Moon and all the clues led to Emrakul, I thought Emrakul was going to be the fucking moon. Like, the whole thing <laughs> was just fact. going to be, like, in all reality, Jace has to stop Emrakul from dropping onto Innistrad. He has three days. He's actually dead. And I don't, I don't fucking know. Nissa's the horse that he loses at the beginning and gets to ride her at the en- gets to ride her at the end. Who really knows? Whoa. <laughs> I think Liliana would have been his horse then. What <laughs> Oh, inappropriate jokes in a podcast about magic. Why Can I not? go home yet? Let's <laughs> <laughs> right. get too adult for Gingy. He can't deal with this right now. All right, so that is lore potential number one. You know, Phyrexian oil on the silver. Karn ended up accidentally bringing Phyrexians to Innistrad. That could have been sweet. That had so many things that they could have explored, and they were like, "We had scars and mirrored in the Phyrexians won. Why wouldn't they want to go other places?" Come like Phyrexian v Eldrazi. Fight. Oh god! <laughs> Next dual deck coming this fall. <laughs> don't quote me on that. I don't know. I swear to God, if it actually happens now, I'm just I'm I, done. I just <laughs> want everything else to like scale up to the Eldrazi because unfortunately, when the Eldrazi came, they just had all the toys, and it's just like, well, what can you really do that's not Eldrazi if somebody's playing Eldrazi? Uh, we get the point that they're like the dimensional swallowers cry. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you just cry. Like, there's just See, you have to play Eldrazi. They it would have been really sweet if like we got. I mean, talking on standard right now, but like it would have been sweet if we got like a stifle effect where we can stop the triggers from cast. Yeah. Instead of, like, you know, just countering the Eldrazi and still getting hit with what they give us. Yeah. Yeah, having Trick Binder Stifle or even, like, Void Slime or, or Mystic Void Snake. Slime effective Is it Mystic reprint. Snake? No, Mystic Snake doesn't stop the trigger. Just counters the spell. Okay. Like, there's a handful of things that would have well, been cool to help Countering stein. the spell would be something, too. No, I mean, because you, you counter the spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cast triggers, not under the battlefield. Well. So you still need to get something to get rid of the trigger. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it'd be oh, sweet. Oh, 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 oh. What? What? We can use our brain in the jar to cast Days of Doing if they're doing it on our turn. Yeah, oh yeah, we God. can. Yeah, end the turn. Oh, triggers off the stack. See ya. See, I, I see. I definitely <laughs> see brain in the jar becoming something a little more than it was because Emrakul being immune to. Actually, we should mention the rest of the things that Emrakul has. Uh, it's flying, trample, protection from instance. And we touched on the fact that you play it, you control your opponent's next turn, and then they get a turn after that. Mm-hmm. 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 Is there anything else that I missed? No, nope, that's it. 13, okay. 13 for 13 is all that you're missing. Okay, so basically... Oh, 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 oh. Wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a... Costs one less for each card type among card type cards in your graveyard. Yes. It's the Delirium Titan. Got it. Which means basically six drop if you're real good with it. Um, uh, five drop at best. F- five? Yeah. There's seven yeah. types? No, there's eight types. There's nine. What? Isn't there tribal? There's eight. I mean, there's... So well, our eight types... Tribal let's go into Tarmogoyf here. Tribal we're hoping doesn't happen. If there's Eldrazi tribal, I fucking quit. Yeah, tribal realistically <laughs> won't happen, but we do have eight types, which is relevant for people who play modern and legacy and things of that nature. Yeah. Tarmogoyf. And EDH, potentially. Right. So our eight types 
are, eventually we're going to get to the second one, by the way. Our eight types are instant, sorcery, creature, enchantment, artifact, land, tribal, and planeswalker. Okay, so that's seven for standard, so it would be a... I was counting the ones for standard, not the ones uh, that's in That's fair. I mean, tribal's yeah. not super popular. It's considerably less known. So, yeah, did I say six? Uh, you said it could have been six mana. So and you actually got epic. it without even thinking about it. How about that for some shit? Epic. Epic's not a type. It isn't? Nope. Mm, I feel like you're wrong, but I could I could just be... You are free to look, but I can tell you that Champions came before Tarmogoyf did, right? Uh, maybe. Um, anyway, Kamigawa Block came before Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf lists on it eight types of cards on future site Tarmogoyfs, which also spoiled two types for everybody at that time, because we then knew that Planeswalkers and Tribal were coming. Hmm. Mm. Because it is future sight. Yeah, though it is good because you can uh, with the, the with the brain in the jar as to why it's so good with Emrakul is because Deco and Stone with brain in the jar whenever it comes out or Ruinous Path with brain in the jar whenever it comes out. The only issue is putting it in the graveyard is never good enough because we have all of the graveyard recursion right now. Damn I mean, Jesus, her. Pulse of Marasa will bring back your fucking Emrakul. <laughs> but if you Deco and Stone it. We happen to have a card for that. All right, so uh, I want to get to that. Uh, fine, we'll go over it now. It's why green blue Eldrazi is going to be the good down one. Over there. Simic? No. Simic's going to be good? Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Green blue Eldrazi is going to be fucking nuts. This is something I've been looking forward to, actually. I've wanted to play a Simic deck, but it's just... So we have this wonderful card that was spoiled. Uh, we've had three cards spoiled for the new set so far. I don't care about the werewolf. We'll let this guy, Jinji, hey. yeah, yeah, the one that just got super indignant, go over the werewolf whenever it's that time. Yeah. Um, but we have Coax from the Blind Eternities. Two and a blue sorcery. Um, choose a Eldrazi... I can't remember if it's Eldrazi creature or Eldrazi card that you I think it's card. own from outside of the game... No, oh, not outside exile. of the game, just exile. No, no, it is nope. from outside of the game. Is it? Because yep. I thought it just said exile. It's, one <laughs> nope, it's or from the outside other. of the game or exile. All right, hold on. Let me... So anybody that played with like Burning Wish way back in the day, it does that. Oh, Wishes outside have... of the game or in exile. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. But if you're playing in standard, it's from your board. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's from your sideboard if you're not playing tabletop. Any competitive format, it's your sideboard. Yeah. So what this wonderful, beautiful little thing does is it lets you play your Eldrazi's and green-blue Eldrazi in your main deck game one and then board them out to completely shit on people who bring in an infinite obliteration because you can just wish for them the turn that you're going to use them. <sighs> yeah, Coax from the Blind Eternities is real good. You want to play seven Ulamogs? Play three in your main deck and four Coax from the Blind Eternities. Uh. With one in your sideboard. Now, you have four Coax from the Blind Eternities that can't be infinite obliteration. Yeah. And then you can just grab an Ulamog whenever you want if you have it. However, <laughs> there is something that can be done. Oh? Uh, invasive Surgery. Yes, if you because it will remove the them coats. all from your from your deck, or uh, pick the brain. So we have to use multiple cards to deal with all the copies of both of these. Mm -hmm. Well, no, because if you have a delirium, one invasive surgery is going to do it, or one pick the brain is going to do it. Delirium's probably going to be a little more important this time around. Uh, I mean, maybe I'd but imagine so with how Emrakul is worded. 
feel yeah, like they I mean, want to try to Dex push it. Dex will definitely be more actively trying to hit it. Yeah. Like, I will be playing a handful of things that I think are absolute trash just to hit, like, enchantments in my yard in blue-green. Yeah. Because uh, we, we were actually discussing yesterday how effective green is right now. Because we forgot about Oath of Nyssa as well. No, we didn't. Well, this, this time really we did. Card's good. Yeah. I mean, it's really good at putting an enchantment in your graveyard if you're playing an Eldrazi ramp deck. Oh, wait. Aren't they already playing four of those? It's almost like they already have the spot for it. <laughs> yeah, and there's Hedron Crawlers in there. Because oh, having... we have Hedron Archive so we can sack it willy-nilly to draw two cards. That's an artifact, too. He... Man, those ones are a little hard to hit, aren't they? Oh, wait. Just kidding. Hedron Crawlers? You mean the, the one-drop no, mana? Huh? they're two. Hedron Crawlers are two mana. Okay, okay. But I'm talking about Archive to sack it to draw two cards. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't like Eldrazi. I think this shit's too bananas, right? Did I did I finish what I was saying about what sets had what Eldrazi, or did I get interrupted there? Uh, no, you, you went did. over it briefly. Well, I mean, you, you said mentioned Rise the nineteen and, then... and Rise, and then the other hundred and two being from Battle and Oath. Yeah, mm. and then it was just one more thing: is that Emrakul is number six in the set, so there's going to be more at least Eldrazi cards. I'm gonna have to cover, but I'm figuring there's going to be a lot more Eldrazi to deal with. Colorless cards aren't technically Eldrazi cards, all right? Oh, what, are we so going to get another Ugin? Actually, I'd love that. Please we, have another Ugin, please. We may very well have another Ugin. Please give me Ugin back, and please do not make him suck. Like, that would probably be the thing that breaks my heart the most, is we had Ugin in Fate Reforged, and he's he was just bad one. the best, and then Ugin comes oh, out man. now, and he's just shit. Yeah, give my blue-green ramp deck another colorless Let's thing. Let's not do this, please. Come home, wizards! We do love talking about your mistakes. Give us another Ugin <laughs> mistake. Oh my god, I can't wait till this set comes out and they screwed the fucking pooch on this. Because they will. They will. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're overdoing this shit. I don't know. Emrakul's pretty weak. They may have learned. <laughs> <laughs> Emrakul is pretty shit. And before Jace. A good Jace. I mean, we don't need a second Jace in the same block. Yeah. However, you know what I am excited for? What's that? The probability of a new Liliana uh-huh. and or Raven Man. What? Raven Man! How was that? God, this is a lore episode and you guys don't know shit about it. Oh, you're so right. So Raven Man is the guy that basically helped ignite Liliana's spark. Uh, he's talked about in a couple of the... Uh, what are they called on the Wizards page? Oh, I know who you're talking about. The one that... uh. Basically, like, guided her in the way to accidentally turn her brother into a zombie. Yep. Yeah, okay, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, everybody calls him Raven Man. Okay, well... And the lore calls him Raven Man. The lore calls him Raven Man? Yep. Okay, I must have missed that, but I do know who you're talking about now, yes. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just... Oh, you just going to be a pretty face and a nice voice today, apparently. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're no. doing the lore episode? Yeah, let me, uh, let me uh, know not much of anything about it. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're just here to get my balls busted today. Apparently the role so. of the red-headed stepchild. Hey! <laughs> you, you back up. Oh. All right, so anyhow, uh, a new um, Liliana or a new Raven Man. But you, you know who we haven't heard anything about from this that I would like to go over for the second bit of lore potential that was completely ignored and or missed? Would that uh, be Garak? It most certainly would be. <laughs> so, years ago, I want to say last time we were on Interstrap was like five years approximately. Okay. Um, they had released an article once everything was said and done. Avacyn was back and like the world was restored to normal and the curse mute has happened. Normal. <laughs> yes, normal. 
which I obviously could not say normally for some reason. Yeah. But the curse mute has happened, and all the werewolves were changed, and Avacyn knew that Garuk was cursed by the chain veil. Yeah. So a potential lore thing that we could have happened, could have had happen. She sent a planeswalker. I can't remember his name for the life of me. I should have looked into this one, but it's like a five-year-old article. It's really hard to find anymore. Um, and by that, I mean it's more work than I feel like putting in because it takes like 45 seconds to find it. <laughs> um, but like his name starts with a V. He was a planeswalker who was native to Innistrad. But something happened to his face. He ended up planeswalking because, you know, your spark gets ignited and you just go somewhere. Uh, he ended up on Esper. While he was on Esper, he traded knowledge with the um, Esperians. <laughs> I don't um, know what they're actually called. <laughs> and sure, he, learned about, that. he learned about Ethereum and had ended up making an Ethereum mask to cover his face and all sorts of fun stuff like that in exchange for teaching them you know, what he knew about planeswalking because they never really had a planeswalker there to help and assist them despite Tezzeret being a planeswalker and a mage of Esper. So he basically traded knowledge for knowledge of Ethereum because you know, that's the going rate of knowledge is other knowledge. And then once he had recovered, traded all the knowledge, gotten what he could, made sure that he got, they got what they could, et cetera, et cetera, he goes back to Innistrad and Avacyn tasks him with this uh, mission of going to find Grook. So he goes looking for Grook. Grook is cursed with the chain veil. He's gone mad. He's angry. And he's pretty much just killing everything in his way. And Grook is very used to knowing how to track and kill other planeswalkers. So they get into a scuffle. Grook pretty seriously wounds the fellow. He planeswalk away, and apparently Grook can somehow follow other planeswalkers' scents through planes. So he can basically just like sniff out their planeswalking trail through the plane and follow them by planeswalking where they planeswalked. Their spaghetti monsters were bad. <laughs> yeah, Grook's pretty fucking serious. Business. Yeah, but fortunately, the last Grook they prayed was fucking awful. Yeah, I mean, Grook is one of the oldest planeswalkers. He's like third or fourth oldest or some shit like that. Like, it's Nicol Bolas, probably Ugin, Sorin, and then Garuk, realistically. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the four oldest planeswalkers. But whenever um, they introduced planeswalkers, it was Jay Chandra, Garuk, Liliana. And a Johnny. Yeah. They were the Lorwyn Five, as they get called. Ooh, Lorwyn. I like that set. So. Garuk follows this guy, <laughs> tracks him down. This guy, like, banged himself up some, went hunting for food, killed a deer, and this story ends with Garuk being near this guy, bringing his axe down, and it doesn't really say for sure if he killed this guy or not, or if this guy, like, managed to get Garuk to go back to Avison with him. So a serious bit of, like, super awesome what-could-have-happened potential lore that they... Either completely missed or neglected, or they decided that Garuk killed this guy and didn't want to do anything else with it. Because, you know, Garuk and Liliana's feud, being on Innistrad and all sorts of stuff, would have caused a serious, serious power struggle on that plane and probably caused some madness. Um, what they didn't do that they could have done was have this guy take Garuk back to Innistrad. He sees Avacyn. Avacyn tries to cleanse this curse from the Chain Veil. And the curse is too powerful, and that turns Avacyn into the, like, 
evil slash demented gone insane Avison that we had. So like this was something that they could have done that they just completely didn't do. So do we know what even caused the madness? Like, or is that all going to be washed away? It's like, oh, it was Emrakul the whole time. Uh, I, as far as I know, it was all Emrakul. Because, like, if anybody else read the story that came out, you know, be Macrol, I Macrol, meet we Macrol, one Macrol. I did and make the most terrible joke after I read that, and it had to do with uh, the lyrics to Slim Shady and the yeah, McCroll thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was either that or I'm McCroll, you McCroll, we all McCroll for Ice McCroll or something like that. And I didn't really work that one all out. And before Avison's actually Taylor Swift and she just got broken up with. Well, I talked Austin! Unfortunately. Hey, current events! Yay! <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> here's the thing about Emrakul even being here, is we now know that Avacid is completely gone. Yeah, and so is Soren, because didn't he yeah. just take off uh, Soren did planeswalk away. We're not entirely sure where or what happened. For all we know, he went to get reinforcements to fight Nahiri and this madness. Can I confirm or deny that? No, I don't write the story. I just read them. And Tamiyo might still be there as well. But we don't know for sure. Yeah, we because Tamio wasn't really too committal at the end of that story. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go where I need to be. And ah, be- fuck yourself. And before the Call of the Gate Watch summons every single planeswalker ever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, they do kind of want to keep making draws now to buying sets. And cons, it was the fetches. For battle and oath, it was the uh, those, the expeditions. And now for this one, it's like, open every Planeswalker we've ever had. You get Planeswalker packs with, like, all of the oaths. Ugh. I mean, my big problem with, uh, with this story is, like, you know, people were talking about how they were overusing Nicol Bolas. They haven't used Bolas since. They're overusing Eldrazi. Uh, yeah, I mean, Eldrazi are just getting milked outright. I mean, Admittedly, this is hopefully going to clean up this because Emrakul was the third Eldrazi Titan. And the other two are dead. Yes. It, probably-ish. So, I don't know. So This is like supernatural dead. They're quote-unquote yeah. air quotes. You know, biggest biggest grain of salt you've ever seen dead. Physically well, I mean, they're let, dead, but mentally this. they are not. Let's talk about this. You two were talking about this earlier. Ooh, shut up. Before the podcast. So so uh, let, let's talk we about... We were. Yeah, you two were. <laughs> I, I chimed in afterwards to make sure you guys understood how Eldrazi dying works. So, like, go over your Eldrazi or dead thing. What card uh, had the picture again? I don't again? remember what it was. Uh. It was, uh, I believe uh, it was near-death experience. Yes. Yeah, probably. So, it is. so what did that art look like again? What it's is, Gideon what exactly standing over an, um, a body of Emrakul. So Gideon had slain or whatever Emrakul, and Emrakul was dead. You say? <laughs> it, well, near-death experience, sir. While that may have been true, <clears throat> unfortunately for you, Emrakul even if it died, would have just come back anyhow. Because this is how the blind eternities work. Unless you bind their essence from the blind blind eternities to a plane, if you kill it, it just comes back again later. See, this is as smug as I've ever heard somebody who was actually proven wrong. He was really pushing the Garuk Chain Veil story, and I was like, it's going to be Emrakul. This is not a red herring. Oh, Morrow's a smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy, but he likes money. It's going to be Emrakul. He's not going to pull the wool over our eyes here because, you know. <laughs> I got nothing to follow that up with. I feel like I've said what I needed to say there. They pointed at Emrakul. Emrakul came out. 
What else did you they want? They hit that Emrakul quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And actually, going back on the full, them not touching on Nicol Bolas in ever. Yeah, Nicol Bolas could probably fight the three Titans. I don't know about that one. Okay, at least one of them. One maybe. <laughs> it's going to be like Fine. fucking Mighty Mouse. Nicol Bolas is going to show up, kick this shit out of Emrakul, and that's going to be the set. I mean, those things were basically gods. I guess that's... Yeah, okay. You know what? Planeswalkers aren't anymore. Gods. There you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had gods, and now they're gone. So, anyhow. Uh, uh, Backtracking <laughs> back a moment. <laughs> I hope you heard that. <laughs> Backtracking a moment onto the... Well, how are Olamog and Kozlik dead then? So, Nissa had bound them to Zendikar's, like, essence... And made their, like, essence slash blind eternity bullshit part of that plane. She basically forced it to materialize in that world so that whenever they killed them, they actually stayed dead that time. So if you ever saw Age of Ultron, it's like that. Where, uh, what is it? Vision burned Ultron out of the internet and then killed his physical form. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah we'll go with it. I mean, okay. I probably should see it. I, sh- I should have seen it, but I haven't yet, because, you know. You probably should. Too busy making podcasts. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Spoiler alert! Like, 45 seconds later. Because, wait, what, wasn't that an Avengers movie? Yes. Okay, so no. Age of Ultron, and yes. now there's Civil War, right? Isn't yes. that? Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, some movie's been out for, you know, some number of months. If you haven't seen it at this point, it's yeah, more I can, I than like, some number of months. It's been I out for like, a few years. Yeah, I see, oh, like, really? six yeah, months is really like the year. limit on spoiling things. Like, if you haven't seen it in the last six months, I haven't seen it either, but that sounds like something that would happen to Ultron. Fuck, I still haven't even seen the Star Wars movie. Same here, actually. Um, I do want to. I'm not Can I get new is- members, please? <laughs> I'm not doing this as, like, somebody who's like, oh, all the new Star Wars are bad. I just haven't had a chance to see it, but I do want to. I Anyways, back to Flying Spaghetti Monsters and Garuk. Uh, well, we already went over the lore for, like, Garuk and stuff and what could have been that they but didn't see, do. The interesting theory here, and I'm oh, actually going to take... Huh? No, c- continue. Hurry up. Is that, uh... <laughs> go, <laughs> Hurry up, forget, You let Tyson talk for, like, a half an hour, and now I go... Okay, fine, so the possibility that Nahiri brought back Emrakul could have been that because... You can she... slow down a little bit. Okay, good. Set. Thank you. <laughs> so... I wasn't actually going to continue that. I was going to wait for one of you to stop me, and if you didn't, I'd have punched you. I wasn't um, gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, the whole theory of Nahiri bringing Emrakul to Innistrad via summoning through the Drownyard Temple, uh, you'd know all this if you read the lore, so go ahead and do that. I'll wait. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> not waiting long. Yeah, you no, not wait that pa- long. <laughs> you just pause the podcast, go wa- read it, and then come back to us, and then you'll be up to speed. But it's just the idea that Nahiri summoned uh, Emrakul via the Drownyard Temple would mean that he was... Well, she, sorry. She was summoned specifically with a physical presence because she was actually summoned possibly to the realm. Yeah, so... It's I, a theory. I, I know you picked this up for me because we were talking about the theory of it earlier. Yeah. Um, due to all the mana concentration in that area and Nahiri's poking around in the Blind Eternities... I believe, I'm not 100% sure, and I can neither confirm nor deny any of this, because it's all theory craft based on the lore that we had thus far, that Nahiri actually summoned Emrakul to Innistrad with a physical form so that Emrakul wouldn't be able to leave until the plane was completely destroyed. So 
this is basically her getting revenge on the Eldrazi being on Zendikar in the first place, and she's taking it out on Soren. What better way to make sure that Emrakul can't leave than binding it to the plane that you that is his so that it can't leave until it's fucked everything up. Yes, which in which inadvertently make him her I keep slipping that up. Like I don't even I don't even mean to do that. There's no gender bias there. Emrakul's a woman, like ish. You sexist. Ish. I don't mean to do that. I apologize. Uh, it does sound terribly sexist. Emrakul uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> no, it does. It's a Shut classy lady. That's what Emrakul is. Wait that destroys I have her... everything. But that would inadvertently make it... girl? <laughs> that may have been slightly Wait, sexist. what? <laughs> Keep going. I just, just blacked go, out for go, that. Go, 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 go. So it's just the idea that, like, Emrakul possibly would have been manifested physically would just make her easier to deal with inadvertently. Yes. So, it does two things. One, it makes sure that Nahiri exacts her revenge because Emrakul is then bound to Innistrad. So, Emrakul can't just, like, go away whenever Nahiri sets her loose, if that's what Nahiri does with her. Um, alternatively, it makes it easier for the Jastis League... <laughs> oh, Jesus to... Christ! Somebody... Now I want new fucking partners here. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I heard that from a friend who saw it on Reddit. That's not original. We don't... Kudos to whoever no, thought it up. No, fuck Reddit. Don't do that shit. Uh, look, somebody came up with the Jastis League from somewhere else. I'm not going to claim that shit because it's not mine. Okay. So it makes it easier for the Jastis League to come in and take care of the problem. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> god damn it. Um, oh, god. Anywho, we're missing one spoiler. What's that? I mean, that terrible red-green card that you love? Oh, that thing is not terrible. It's okay. Do we have, oh, do we have anything else to cover with Emrakul before we do this? Uh -huh. um, she's really underwhelming. Yeah. The original form was better, and Wizards acknowledged that having Annihilator was a really, really big mistake. Yes, oh my god, they yes. learned that. Yeah, they learned that very quickly. Yeah, because they don't test anything. We were talking about how they don't really have modern legacy and eternal formats in mind. I don't think they have standard in mind either. They try to. I don't think they do. Um, I think they do it's because it's the only Pro Tour now. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Just because having a Pro Tour prints money for them does not fucking mean they care about the game itself. Hey, wait till somebody plays Emrakul to top 8 at the Pro Tour, and I get to be told how wrong I was on that. I could be, but I do not think this new Emrakul is good, and if you do, I... Congratulate you. I think it's really. Uh, I just want to kill people with asthma generally. You just wanted to hear it out, haste it, punch with it, and be done with it. Yeah, but that, fortunately, the on cast effect doesn't happen. Do anything. See, that's the thing is Ulamog's better at that point. Yeah. 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 Like, Ulamog at least gets its attack mill to uh, exile 20 trigger. Yeah. I'd rather do that than. Emrakul? Well, to be honest, we all know that Ulamog is really good unnecessarily, and they just tried to make it unnecessarily. up with... Unnecessarily. Oh, 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 well, oh, and, and so here's good. the best part about the, about Ulamog, if you Nahiri it out, it goes back to your hand so then you can get its cast trigger next turn. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Ulamog is just so much better than the other two Aldrazi Titans this time around. Yeah, for truth. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, I guess, I guess we're done fucking... Shitting jizz for Emrakul right now, even though it's actually quite under underwhelming. Yeah, it is pretty but bad. let's let's it's move on. It's more the lore that we were excited about. Yeah, the, yeah. the lore, the the whole the whole thing of hopefully this means the end for the fucking bitch, so we can be rid of Emrakul and the Eldrazi's. So anyway, you were saying about the legendary werewolf, which I mean, a lot of people are excited about it because this is the first 
legendary werewolf we have, which is great news for everybody that plays EDH. Okay. Well, what's because the deal? Of, um, but is Tell us a little about it. Three red-green for a, what is it, a 4-4? Four, four? Yes. Oh, come on. 4-4, four, four, flip side's a 6-6. Six, six. Okay, so it's three red-green for a 4-4 four, four werewolf, human werewolf. <laughs> Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into an Ulrich of the Krellian Horde, target creature gets plus four, plus four until on a turn. And then when he flips over... All right, what, what's the rest of that text on that card? Isn't there more for that? I am going to slap Isn't there the werewolf transform so clause on him? goddamn hard. Well, I mean, legendary werewolves may not have to flip. It, it has the generic werewolf clause if there were no spells cast last turn, transform it. Yeah. It's just the fact that it has a transform back ability that yes. makes it ridiculous. Uh, whenever well, he so transforms into his backside, you may have it fight target non-werewolf creature you don't control, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, if two or more spells were cast last turn, transform him back. Which means that you do get the plus four, plus four of him transforming back. So you can give something else plus four, plus four <sighs> and attack with that. Yeah. All right, whatever. I, fucking glossing over that shit. I don't know. I <laughs> me being the red green monstery player that I am. There's I, enough I of you. There is enough of you around here. Shut there your is enough mouth. of red green monster players around here. To be honest, well, we actually have a lot of mid range and like big end control decks in our meta. Yeah. yeah. But then whenever we have competitive magics where you know lots more people show up from around surrounding areas. That's when the issues arise. <laughs> well, I mean, the only, generally speaking, the only three that play red green, well, monster decks are me, Lug, and Adam. Uh, Feral plays whatever's like one of the best decks in the meta at the time. I think. Yeah, we got a lot of those too. Hey, what just top aided? What came in first? Let me build that. I mean, to be fair, there's nothing wrong with that. Nah. Eh. I mean, if you make money from doing it, then why not do it? Yeah, it just gets a little tired. And if they don't, the stores do. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm <laughs> not sure, because we, we've already talked about... Uh, actually, do we, do we go into the Brain in the Jar thing, or do oh, we talk about it did We did talk about Brain in the Jar briefly, but if we play Brain in the Jar and our blue-green ramp decks, we can instant speed... Tutor, uh, we can instant speed wish for our Eldrazi and instant speed cast our ramp spells because we have, usually don't have anything to do on turn two anyhow. Yeah. So what the fuck do we care about slamming down Brain of the Jar? That'd be like, uh, this is Pilgrimage. And then the next turn, play something else and then start taking up the brain. Actually, I'm trying to think of any places where uh, instantly dressing and transgress the mind is useful. Um, probably a handful of decks. But uh, another really good thing, actually, while we're on the topic of Brain in the Jar and Eldrazi ramp type decks is Brain in the Jar, after ticking up for ramp spells, can then tick down to Scribe, because as somebody that played red-green ramp um, for a, a pretty serious amount of time, um, it has a very large problem of not top-decking well. So yeah. after you cast your ramp spells, like with it, or get to a certain amount of mana, you can just use it to Scry and ship all those ramp spells you don't need anymore to the bottom and find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing about that, though, is both of them are tap abilities. So you That's can't, fine. You can't do that in the same turn. Like, uh, you no, you do. End, end, end of turn, turn. uptick it to three, Nissus Pilgrimage. Untap, upkeep, scry. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's especially good with Days Undoing. That whole clearing the stack thing on your turn you if something's it. going... What? It's cute. You stop it. Oh, yes. It's it's nice. Oh, you're you're doing this. Well, I'll just empty the no, stack you're not. Listen, I play a deck that actually does this. To effect, actually. That's the funniest part. It actually has come up and has been an effective way of saving my ass. I'm surprised you didn't say what this thing closely resembles. What one? Clearing the stack like that. Counterspell. But it doesn't. It, it, it does it, it resembles it close enough. Ding. <laughs> He's just trying to bait me into saying counterspell now. Because I haven't, I've actually been good. Or I, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> because I was waiting for that a lot tonight. Well, I mean. I'm, sur I'm surprised there wasn't more I told you so. Instead, it was just Tyson was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, which, that's that. If which doesn't day, that's happen either. Anyway. <laughs> just enough. I, I, I was wrong. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. I, I, I think it's largely because I was hoping against hope that it wouldn't be Emrakul. And lo, mine eyes lay upon it. Well, Emrakul. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it is a bittersweet victory because I didn't fucking want this either. I did not want Emrakul or the Eldrazi to be back. I was done with this shit. And now I'm right and I feel like shit for it. Good. I'm just here being neutral to everything. Except for that fucking werewolf. Oh, God, <laughs> that werewolf. Yeah. Alright, so on that note... That thing's know, probably very uh, underwhelming anyways, but... <laughs> I, I love it! <laughs> I can tell you already after reading the card text, it looks pretty underwhelming. Ah, uh, Like, it's five mana for a 4-4 four -four that buffs something? Like, I'm sorry, there's not that much going on for that card. Oh, shit, I just thought of something, too. Uh, oh, man, it plays well with Gitrog, Toad, and Jund. It plays well with Arlingcord. No, if you want something that it really plays well with, while we're on the topic of Jund, it plays super well with Kalitas. Yes, it does. Uh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my. Actually, yeah, it does play pretty well with Arlen Court, too. <laughs> yes. Now that I think about this, because Arlen comes down on four, he comes down on five, turns into an 8-8, eight, eight, gets plus two, plus two Vigilance and Haste from Arlen, and then punches for ten. <laughs> oh! Ye old dick punch-a-rooney. I could taste the bullshit on that. Oh, Jesus. Yep, I'm doing it. No. I'm sorry, Tim. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm going to get real tired of returning that shit to your fucking hand. <laughs> Why? Because you're just going to get hit in the face again. No, I'm just going to keep returning it to your hand. It has haste. So? Engulf the Shores is instant. <laughs> what? Well, you, you mean like the... I'm out of stuff. Like the... Um, Wherever we played in the charity event, you took some of them out of your deck? I took one out, okay? <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mono Blue Prison was probably a big thing for a little while and still is. Possibly people were looking at that list. I looked at one of the lists and it had two win conditions. Two! And I was like, this will not do. And then, like, somebody was talking to me about the Brain in the Jar Days Undoing uh, interactions. And of course, it's blue, so I'm going to play Sphinx's Tutelage. Unfortunately, whenever I was choosing cards to take out to put things in, I took out one of the Engulf the Shores, which was basically my undoing like and the entire got fucking shit day. On every I got single shit game. on every time because I just did not have that engulf coming up. So now, rest assured, I'm running four of those. Because fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, before we go on to more standard ramblings of events gone by, I think we should wrap this up because I think everybody's done with uh our discussion of lore, 
the spoilers we have thus far, and as more spoilers come out, we can go over some more stuff and talk about new cards and be like, hype, 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 hype. I am decidedly unhyped right now. My decidedly hype train unhyped. is already gone. Hey, I told you, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm already on board on the werewolf. <laughs> I need more. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just saying, conductor of the uh, Coax from the Blind Eternities hype train right here. Blue green Eldrazi, it's going to be a deck. Call yeah, it now. But hopefully, there's a better land than the man land. Though that is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Lumbering Falls is not bad. No, Hexproof. Plus, uh, we have the blue green. Uh, also, considering you're probably playing Advocate with it. Ah, oh, damn it. Ooh. It's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> shit. Even beyond that, we still have Yavamaya Coast for a while. We yeah, do? yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Which means that you can, you know, cast your colorless spells. Mm -hmm. Oh, the hype train! Woo -woo! Yeah, so we're just gonna be seeing some fucking Hedron crawlers, some Hedron archives. Y you try to ramp, but I'm just gonna hit you for ten with my with my werewolf dudes. Yeah, have fun with that. I'll just press that shit back to your hand. I only need to do it once before I ulamog you. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because guess what's in blue? Disperse. What you mean? You mean the thing that you uh, you took out of your deck? Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my <thing>? god! Huh. <laughs> Sorry, dying. That was terrible. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Jinji finds something, and then he just keeps kind of picking at that nerve. I actually talked to him about this earlier today. <laughs> like, but the thing Oops. was, that was during a game during an event, and I was like, Jinji, shut up. You mean like Nahiri in the Blind Eternities? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can see how Gingy's red-white. <laughs> well, he's a ginger. <laughs> he's got the red hair and pasty-ass white skin. Yeah, unfortunately, he's definitely not a uh, core, is it? No. Definitely she's not core. core. No. She's core. Oh. <laughs> but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> All, All right. right. So I, I guess uh, that's it for this time. Uh, well, I, th I think this is getting too adult for, for the <laughs> podcast anymore. Shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> So thank you for listening to Memory Lapse, the Magic Gathering podcast. Uh, again, our email is memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line, and we will talk about things. Actually, I think we have one uh, question that I do want to hit before we before we close off, and i got to find it here real quick. Uh, is Tim good at magic? Oh, it's no. what's, what's the story behind Emrakul becoming the moon? Well, as we touched upon that, there is none, because that was just <laughs> bullshit dumb shit that I thought was going to happen. So... Uh, Travis, we have answered your question, and we've mentioned you on the podcast. I don't know if we did last week, too. Did we mention Travis last time? I, don't, I so. don't remember. Well, there, Travis, you haven't mentioned him in the podcast, so, uh, he, he's like our biggest fan at this point, I think. So, <laughs> right, that's good. So, there you go. We, we gave you a mention there, so we'll know if you're listening or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, uh, Shout that... out to the locals. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that'll be it for us, uh. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Tim, and goodbye. I'm Genji. See you next week. We do this next week. I hope so. I, I this <laughs> week. We're, we're supposed to do it next week. We should be schedule. doing. We should try it. We're gonna start trying to do this weekly again. We met, we we missed it once, but I think consistency is going to be important. Yep. But anyway, and um, I'm Tyson. Yep. Have fun riding the hype train. Woo woo.